Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. You are tuned in to another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. So welcome back to another installment. We're going to pull one back from the archives today. This is going to be a recast of episode number 39, all the way from January 10th, 2020. This was a great conversation between Connor and I about the growth mindset. So we hope you enjoy it here in 2022. It was a fairly popular episode, and uh, we're going to bring it back for you today. As always, you can go to Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Tell us what you thought about this episode. Just a quick sentence. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also go to Spotify and do the same thing there. That helps us reach a new audience and is, does good things for us. And we'd love to hear from you. So without further ado, we're going to get into today's episode. It goes straight into the action between Connor and I. Enjoy. Hi, Bones. Hello there, Connor. Hi, we're going to talk about the growth mindset today. Let's freaking do it. Yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So what I want to know is what is the growth mindset? What it is. Um, The growth mindset was something that I got turned on to uh, sometime last year. It was pretty recent, but basically what it is, what I've learned is it's seeing challenges as opportunities. Um, so if you're not good at something, it's not because you aren't meant to do it or you weren't born with the talent to do it. You just haven't done it before, or you need practice. Um, so you see, you seek like new challenges and you can recognize them as challenges. Um, and you accept them because you know that they're going to improve you in an area of your life. And really more what it's like is just believing that you and people can develop their abilities, no matter what they are. Mm, Okay. So growth mindset is sort of seeking challenges. So seeking them out and then also seeing them as opportunities for improvement. Yeah, exactly. What's the opposite of that? The opposite of growth would be fixed. And this is where a lot of us are stuck. And, And the truth is we all have growth and fixed mindset traits. Um, but the fixed mindset is just the opposite of that, which says, you know, you want to prove over and over what you're good at. So you don't want to try new things because that would require effort and effort is a negative thing. Uh, if you're meant to do something, then you shouldn't need to be putting an effort to be good at it. Uh, so it, 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 it's a mindset that like hides from weaknesses or like the lack ofs in your life instead of facing them. Um, and it's, it's very stagnant. You kind of, I've always attributed to like floating through life. Like you could say you're out, you're going to go back to school or yeah, you're going to go back to school. And, um, you've been saying this for years and you kind of take, maybe take a few classes and you fall off and you get a different job because whatever you need money right now. And finally you like maybe go bring like a pamphlet pamphlet home for a program that you've been saying you're going to do for years, but you just never do it. You just kind of are floating mm-hmm. through life or you've been in a relationship for seven or eight years and you haven't proposed yet. You're just kind of floating with this relationship, not really doing anything with it. Um, so that's like the fixed mindset. You're very stuck. Effort is a negative things, a negative thing. It means you aren't meant to do it. 
um, if it requires effort. And yeah, that's, that's basically what I think the fixed mindset is. And it's, it's there for a reason. It It's there to keep you safe from being judged and being hurt by others from putting an effort. Oh, it's a safe place. Yeah. It's a safe place to float, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. just gently down the river. When you were talking about growth mindset and fixed mindset, it made me think of, have you ever heard of givers and dimmers? No. Okay. So these are kind of personality traits, but a giver is the person that walks into the room and lights it up, right? Mm-hmm. They have lots of energy. They, they're looking for opportunities to give and advance, and they're very success-oriented. Dimmers, dimmers are the people that just bring the room down. <laughs> this, they dim the light on the room. They, they literally <laughs> dim the light. <laughs> so I think of a dimmer as Eeyore. Hmm. So the, oh, bother. Mm-hmm. Like, woe is me. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a cloud over his head that follows him around. So that's yeah. what I kind of picture. So the person with the growth mindset is the giver. And yeah. then the fixed mindset is Eeyore. Yeah, sure. And I think, like I said, everybody has both. So we all have a little Eeyore in us. Oh, and we all yes. have yeah. a little bit of the person that can light up a room. And that's really interesting you said something about Eeyore because I just heard a really good conversation yesterday, or I read one <clears throat> um, on the internet about Eeyore, Eeyore, and it was a, like surrounding mental health because all of the characters in that show were yeah. based on a mental, uh, like anxiety, depression. Oh, um, yes. I've heard this before. Yeah, like they've like deducted to that, and Eeyore yes. is depression. Yeah. And it was like, stop. Or like when people used to say, or like maybe you've heard someone say, like, why don't you stop being an Eeyore? No one likes being around an Eeyore. Mm-hmm. And it's this conversation led to, well, just because I have depressive traits doesn't mean like I'm I'm not good to be around. The whole point of having Eeyore was that despite his depression, his depression and like his down state or whatever, he still had a whole group of friends that stuck mm-hmm. by him. Yes. Right. Yes. So. That was, yeah, that was really interesting you said that. Because I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I find it interesting that we have both of these. We have growth mindset and fixed mindset within us at all the time. Mm -hmm. Right? And you can't, I don't know. I always look at things. You can't really have one without the other. Right. You can't have happiness without sadness. And you can't have success without failure. Because you have to experience both in order yeah. to recognize what the other one looks like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. So <clears throat> go ahead. I think, like I said, the fixed mindset is very floaty. That's how I think of it. Like you're floating through life. You're not really aware of it. So in order, you have to become aware of it, that you're fixed in order to like even realize that there's another side out there, which is the growth. And you Mm -hmm. might be growth mindset oriented about some things and not even realize it. So you don't know how to apply it to other aspects of your life. Yes. That's really interesting because it's hard to recognize when things are going well. 
Yeah, sometimes. Right? Sure. We can't. We tend to focus on the negative. Is that where you're getting at? Yeah, I think we can. I think negative things, you know, can light up your attention for yeah. sure in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to hear examples of this. So examples of what the growth mindset looks like, maybe in your life or just in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the I wouldn't go, I'm going to go with the fixed mindset first. So the fixed oh, mindset yeah. might say, you know, don't ask that person out or you're not smart enough for an A mm. or, you know, you're, you're underqualified to apply for that job or I can't do that. I'm not an athlete. Or um, this is one that I came across when I, as, a, as a CrossFit coach was my hands don't move that fast when we're trying to teach double unders. You know, yeah. it's like you can learn this. You can learn this. They don't move that fast now, but you can learn this. So that is just them. Whatever, whatever example you want, I'm not smart enough for an A, um, is just trying to keep them safe. Because who wants to put in off the top of your head, something new that's something scary, like double unders in front of a class, it's, it's scary to want to put an effort and look silly and still fail, still not be good at double unders. Yes. You know? Wow. This is, now that you mentioned this, you can see growth and fixed mindset everywhere. in everywhere. Every, but everything. Yeah. In a, for sure in a CrossFit gym. And I can think of I can think of so many fixed mindsets that I have in a gym. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's what I'm saying. We all have it and we're all, we're all not aware. Like, so that's the thing too, is the growth mindset. We can all label ourselves, ourselves growth mindset. Like I have a growth mindset, but it oftentimes it's probably things that we're just picking out of our personality ourselves that we like about ourselves. Yes. Right. Yeah. So the fact that I can't do double unders and I'll just, I could easily tell myself, well, I don't, I don't need to do double unders. The truth is I don't want to put in the effort to do double unders because I've tried and I haven't succeeded very quickly. So I'm just not good at them. Yeah. Double unders are stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the truth is, the reality is if you actually practice every day, then you will get double unders. Yeah. Or you will get an A on that test or, you know. You could yes. ask that person out or somebody eventually will say yes. Um, so, yeah. And I think a lot of the anxiety and the scary thoughts of putting in the effort comes from the fixed mindset that creates the thought of how will I be judged? By yes. This. Fear, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're making fear-based decisions. You don't want to be judged. It's, Yeah. I remember trying to learn a lot of things in CrossFit and mm -hmm. it's scary because you look real stupid. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and from the other side too, as an athlete, you feel stupid and you feel silly and you don't want to put in that hundred percent because if you do, if you're going a hundred percent and then you make a mistake, the rope flies out of your hands, you know, you split, make a scene. You, yeah. yeah. You make a scene, you split your feet during a clean <laughs> or like yeah. you forget to split your feet during a jerk or in split jerks. Yeah. And you're trying really hard. Like you look silly and no one wants to feel that way, but yeah, you have to be brave enough to try. Yeah. You have to be brave enough. That's just what it comes down to. Um, so yeah, you're, you're afraid to be judged and no matter what it is, you're afraid to be judged. If you go ask a person out, like, you know, you're thinking, what does she or he think of me? 
if you're going for a job interview, I mean, that's overwhelmingly you're being judged <laughs> mm-hmm. and the fixed mindset might avoid that. So you might not reach for a job that might be a little bit out of your league or your dream job, you know, um, where the growth mindset asks, how can I improve? Mm-hmm. So it takes away the judgment and just says, you know, I'm not good at double unders today, but how, what can I do to improve? Oh, you guys offer 30 minute skill sessions. All right, let me get some of those. Or, you know, how can I improve my, the way I talk to someone then how they're going to want to go out with me? Uh, how can I be a better conversationalist? Like while I'm out with the person mm-hmm. on a first date, mm-hmm. how can I improve my study skills so I can get an A in this class? So it, it's, it's focused around the improvement. I think I'm picturing both of these people in my head yeah. and I'm picturing the person with the growth mindset kind of maybe, maybe having the same fears. So using the double under example, mm-hmm. they have the same fears of, oh, I'm going to look really stupid and I don't know what I'm doing, but they do it anyway. And they learn, and this is the person that laughs at their mistakes. Yeah, It's just very lighthearted, like, oh, darn, I fucked it up again. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If you I just imagine the person with the growth mindset is the person that's attempting the butterfly pull-ups. And knows that they look like a flopping fish yeah. and is going to do it anyway because they're at least they're trying. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was going to say, like, with you and your, your butterfly pull-ups, how long did it take <laughs> yeah, you to get those? For freaking ever. For freaking ever. Everything took me a long time. Muscle up. Ring muscle, muscle up. Muscle up. Took you for years. And yeah. <laughs> we laughed it off. You were, like, training hard for them. And then you weren't training hard for them. And you were back training hard for them. And then eventually they <laughs> happened, you know, but it took a long time. Yeah. There, yeah. There were moments when I thought, what's the point? I don't mm-hmm. need to do this. Yeah. But then I also kept thinking that it's all part of the process. And a big mm-hmm. part of the process is sticking with it. Yeah. You just have to stick with it. And then I kept thinking, there's really no timeline on this. No. I have the rest of my life to learn how to do this. And that's the fun part about CrossFit is you get to keep learning these new skills and developing them. So taking that approach too, like there's no deadline on this. I can keep trying my whole life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, It, it can take, I think that's, what's so great about this isn't like a CrossFit episode, but applying it to working out or CrossFit is that there actually, there literally is no pressure inside of a CrossFit gym, except for the ones the athletes create themselves. Like yes. from the, from the other side, being a coach, looking at athletes that <laughs> in their minds probably feel silly mm-hmm. and might look silly. It's no big deal to me. Like I, yes. I've seen it a thousand times. It's as normal to me as someone who's moving really good. That's so important for the person that might have the fixed mindset is knowing you're not being judged. If you do something silly, it's completely normal. Yeah. Everybody does it. It's part of the learning process. You're going to make these mistakes and you can almost, I don't know, you can almost see those mistakes coming and they happen like incrementally along this scale of progression. And it's part of the process, making those mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to make the mistakes because that's what makes it a challenge and that is what creates the growth. Yeah. And so right there, that's what separates the two. 
right? Because the fixed mindset person just says, well, no, I'm just not willing to go through those hurdles. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to make those mistakes. I'm not willing to look stupid. And the yeah. growth mindset person says, I'm going to look stupid a million times until I get it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter to them. Yeah. And and as a coach, if if they're doing, if they're going through that process of, of looking silly, of, you know, trying, 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 and they keep failing or whatever, they're getting better, but they're not quite, you know, they have your, like with your muscle ups, you were above and beyond strong enough to do them. You had chest to bar pull-ups. It was just that transition. Mm -hmm. So you have to praise them from a coaching standpoint, the process and the, and the effort, and then tie it to the outcome, which is the Mm -hmm. muscle up. Mm -hmm. So if you, if someone can walk in and they can just, they were a gymnast and they can just do a bar muscle up, but they don't freaking gymnast, right? Freaking gymnast. <laughs> yeah. They can just walk in the CrossFit gym and they're like, Oh, this whole thing. And like, whoop. Yeah. But they, you know, for whatever reason, can't do a, a ring muscle up. This is probably not true in real life, but they're just missing another component of CrossFit. They don't, they don't have a ring muscle up, but yeah. you, you praise them on their bar muscle up. I'm like, Oh my God, you're so talented at that. Like you're, you're really, really just good at that. And then they, they don't have a ring muscle up. They're probably not going to want to get a ring muscle up if that, if they have taken that praise for a long time that they're just so talented because now they have to work for something. Yeah. And that's not what they want to do. They want to be naturally good. Yeah. Right. So you have to praise the process and the effort and it shouldn't be about their talent level or their personality. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I completely agree with that. I was thinking about when I first started CrossFit, I would read the workout and it was really easy for me to talk myself out of going. Mm-hmm. I would see a movement. I still to this day, I do not like squat based movements <laughs> and everybody that knows about CrossFit, almost every movement in CrossFit is squat based. <laughs> yeah. So I, but I used to be able to talk myself out of the workout. And then one day I told myself, it doesn't matter what it is. You're not going to look at it. You're just going to show up. And that was the goal was just to show up. But now, so I had to shift my mindset into the growth mindset. Anytime I see movements. So today we did front squats and thrusters in our workout, which probably my two least favorite movements. But every time I see those now, I tell myself, what a great opportunity to work on <laughs> front squats and thrusters. Does it work? <laughs> it's yeah. Even just telling myself yeah. that gives, gives me kind of a little boost yeah. of you can do this. It's right. fine. It's not going to, I mean, it might stink, but it's usually fine. It's always fine. You're it's here. Always fine. <laughs> You're here yeah. right now. Like, right. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't hurt you. yeah. Yeah. But that's a, that was a tough shift. Cause it would be mm-hmm. really easy for me just to say, no, I'm not going today. I don't yeah. like front squats and thrusters Yeah. And, versus, Hey, what an opportunity to work on these. Yeah. And that, it feels silly to say that. Cause like, you're like, yes. yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. But the, the fixed mindset, it would be so it's so easy to say, I, I don't want to work on that because I'm not good at it. And like the one RM deadlift day, the gym is packed. 
the yes, you know, the long <laughs> like thruster, double under, whatever's workouts. The gym, yes, you know, it, it looks a little different. So you, people want to show up on the things that they're good at, but the like fixed mindset is like deep seated, and it can carry over into all sorts of other little things in life. Just like a, a workout, it's just a workout. But if you've been told your whole life, or you've been telling yourself your whole life that you know I shouldn't need to work that hard for it, then it's going to seep over to that one day, which in turn, you know, over the long haul, isn't going to move the needle towards, you know, a better you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other examples you want to share about growth mindset or fixed mindset? Um, like, I think, I don't, I don't, I just, it, the question comes to me is like, why are we so attracted to, the fixed mindset, even if probably because we can't identify it as fixed, like nobody wants to label themselves as fixed mindset, which is why I said earlier, we pull the good things about us that we like about ourselves and label it growth mindset sometimes. But it's, it's kind of sexy to like, or like attractive to think about the person who just shows up relaxed through warmups and then dominates the game or whatever, or just shows up and, and does the homework right before class and gets an A. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of you, that's a cool person to be, but it's wrong and it catches up with you. And effort is scary, like we've said, because we don't want to be judged as a failure. And failure has almost become an action. Mm, tell me more. No, failure has transformed from an action to an identity. So failure used to be, you know, or it can be, I failed and that's it. And you learn from it. Mm -hmm. But so many times we attribute it to like, to our identity is, which is, I am a failure. (gasps) Yes. Oh yeah. That's really important. So many people do that. Yeah. And yeah, they attach that failure as part of their identity of who they are and they can't get past it. No. Yeah. And it's just, if that is true. Like if, if telling yourself I am a failure is powerful enough to affect your life, then just the opposite is equally effective. So tying positive things to your identity, I'm the type of person that will do blank, 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 or I'm the type of person that will get double unders or I I, I can do double unders or I'm yes. smart enough for a grade <laughs> or I'm good enough to go out with this person or our relationship is strong enough to withstand this. Yes. Um, then you're going to. If you both believe it and and you both put in the effort. Man, that just goes to show you what you just said. Just goes to show you how important attitude is. Mm -hmm. First of all, just attitude and outlook and then just showing up. Yeah. Just keep doing it. You, when I was trying to learn how to do ring muscle ups, Mm -hmm. you used to tell me every day, you're just going to look at the rings and you're going to tell yourself, I I do ring muscle ups. Yeah. I can do, I do ring muscle ups. Mm -hmm. You told me that I used that with another athlete, by the way. You did. So you created that ripple because when I started coaching other people to do ring muscle ups, I used that because it's such a mental block 
And she's, she did the same thing every day she walked in and she would say it to me. She would walk up to me and we'd both look at the rings <laughs> <laughs> or we'd both look at the bar and she, she was doing bar muscle ups, but she would say, I do bar muscle ups. And I said, you do bar muscle ups. Hell yeah. And she got them. Empowerment. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. But yeah, I like that a lot. Attitude yeah. is so important. It is. You're so right. And it, it can really make or break or it change everything in your life because there is so many aspects that you can plug the growth mindset into. You can, you know, we're talking about uh, working out a lot or sports or coaching. You can apply it to business, school, your relationship with your significant other, uh, parenting. I think it ultimately comes down to the idea that becoming is better than being. So being yeah. is, is, is in itself stagnant. I'm being something. You know, if you're always becoming a better student, then you're always looking for new ways to learn. And if you're you know, always looking to becoming a better husband, father, boyfriend, and girlfriend, you know, you're never flatlined on spending time together or meeting each other's needs or having fun together, taking care of each other emotionally, physically. And my favorite thing about this is the, the idea of being in love. Mm-hmm. So being in love signifies that you know it doesn't need work oh yeah right yep. relationships need work and when you stop working on them is when it they fall apart it you know, the relationship is fucked so you need to be coming in love becoming in love <laughs> yeah i'm always becoming in love yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. no but it always needs work i think applying the gross mindset to relationships was especially uh, eye opening, I guess, and it all made sense to me in that moment, where I always had the thought of relationships are just meant to be like you have a soulmate or whatever, and oh, you you just yeah, don't it just need happens. yeah, it just happens yeah. like it's meant to be. It doesn't require any effort or intentional um, upkeep, I guess, within the relationship. It should just flow every day. We're just good. We're just good, but it's not. And it took a rude awakening to like get to that point. And I think that's what, to become aware of some things that you are fixed on, you need a rude awakening, either like a serious talk with that person or I don't know, someone close to you dies or, Mm -hmm. or something happens that you like, Oh fuck, I'm, I need to fix this thing about me. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I like that. Becoming is better than being. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we're we're always becoming. Yeah, I like that. I I think it's important. We talked a lot about the gym, but I like that you shifted it into areas like relationships, academics, financially. It applies to all the areas or all the aspects of your life. I think for me. I for sure had a fixed mindset when it came to relationships. Mm-hmm. I was such a romantic cynic mm. as yeah. far as love doesn't exist. Love doesn't last. I am not cut out for a relationship. This was part of my identity too mm-hmm. for a long time. Relationships don't work. Everything ends in divorce and it was just a terrible mindset yeah. to have. But yeah, I definitely recognize that looking back. 
It is. And you can only recognize it because you've experienced the opposite now, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you've finally met someone or like have put yourself through the process of that has kind of proved that wrong because you open yourself up to just kind of debunking those things. And it would have been so easy for me to have stayed in the fixed mindset. Cause like you said, the fixed mindset was a very safe place. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause especially when you start dating, it's so scary because you're taking a lot of risks. Oh, yeah. That's how it feels. You feel like you're taking a lot of risk and you're opening yourself up to judgment and criticism and yeah. you're craving acceptance and it's super scary. So I remember it would have been so easy for me at the beginning of a relationship just to say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out on the date. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say yes to this. I'm not going to do this. Right. I could have just stopped and right there. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, like their job yeah. is to keep you safe. Yeah, I can totally see that. Because mm-hmm. I mean, a relationship is the most intimate form, sharing the most intimate pieces of yourself. Yeah. So if you're scared to be judged about being doing something as you know simple, not simple because it's complicated, but is you know is as common as I can't do double unders, then sharing intimate parts of yourself, how you live your everyday life, what you look like when you're brushing your teeth or, you know, <laughs> what you wear to your bed at nighttime, what, like the old ass t-shirts, you know, yeah, that's pretty scary. Or just sharing yeah. feelings, sharing like baggage you think you have like that. Yeah. That's fucking scary. You could, you want to keep yourself safe. So you're like, no, I don't want to do that. But, and you know, I don't think we're insisting like every person that asks you out or like says, let's move in together after dating for you three months. Do you should say yes. Like you do, <laughs> right. do, do, do diligent, uh, yeah. due diligence, but you know, don't, like you said, you were a cynic and I think I've been there too. And that's not a good place to be. No. Yeah. Cause the other side of that coin is you end up feeling isolated, lonely, yeah, you're not opening up yourself to any of those experiences. Yeah. You're like, closed off. Yeah, you're just, you're just like, this is life. So yes, like, you're, you're just Eeyore. Yeah, you're Eeyore. <laughs> or the best is, uh, not the best, but something that like, gets me going is when people look at other people's lives and say, oh, must be nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like the guy, or like the guy that seemingly has it all, like, is had getting his pilot's license has like an old muscle car in his garage, like has a wood shop out back. Yeah, his wife makes killer salsa or something. Like mm-hmm. she's just really well off. Like oh, it must be nice. Or you look at professional athletes like LeBron James. I've done this. I'd be like, oh man, it must be nice to be him. He's the like the ultimate embodiment of the growth mindset for me on like a big stage because he's always looking for the next challenge. So. You know, he was in Cleveland. He went to Miami because it was a new challenge. Now he's in LA because it's a new challenge. And people look at him and just are like, oh, he's just a natural talent. Like, Mm -hmm. must be nice to be him. Or like, he was just born with the talent, right? right. Yeah. Like, certain things, sure. He's six, eight and runs like a freaking freight train. So there's some things that you are, he was gifted with physically born, but it's not talent. He's had Mm -hmm. to 
every professional athlete in any sport has to work incredibly hard. So, yeah, and actually, I would argue that most athletes, A, work really hard, but B, have also failed a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've probably failed way more than they've succeeded. Yeah. But that's the growth mindset, right, is how you handle setbacks. Yeah. So I <laughs> I don't know a lot of sports. <laughs> Sports ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me for sure. But so Babe Ruth, right? Everyone knows Babe Ruth. Mm -hmm. He he holds the world record for home runs, but Uh, he also led his league in strikeouts. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you have to example. You have to step up to the plate and you're going to get a lot of bad, but you're probably going to get a lot of good, too. Right. Yeah. And it's all how you handle those failures. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so Babe Ruth probably went back to the dugout and was like, all right, how did I strike out that time? What do I have to look for next time? Yeah. So seeing those, seeing those setbacks as learning opportunities. Exactly. That's it. And, and like you just said it, they failed over and over again. So Michael Jordan has that famous quote of, I've missed over, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. 5,000, probably more shots in my career, over 10,000 shots in my career. Um, And that is why I succeed because of those failures. Yeah. So, yeah. It's really, honestly, we've talked about this a little bit with attitude. A big part of growth mindset seems to be how you react to setbacks or how you react to situations. Yes. So bad things, negative things, failure happens to everyone, right? No one is immune to those things. Mm -hmm. But I think the way you react to those negative things or those failures is what sets you apart or what sets you on the growth curve versus like the fixed curve. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's, it's not about the things that happen to you. It is how you react to them. I would, I totally agree with that, which, which shapes your attitude. Yeah. I mean, you're spot on. And I think just knowing that those negative things, those setbacks, those failures are normal. Because I think a lot of people might say things such as, why me? Or things just don't work for me. Or I'm a yeah. failure. Woe like is you me. Mentioned. Woe is me. Oh, bother. Like yeah. Eeyore with the rain cloud. But if you know, this is normal. It is normal to feel and experience these things. That's all that's how life is. It's just ebbs and flows. And so you have to embrace all of it Mm -hmm. and you're able to control your reaction to those times when life isn't going your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And it is completely in your control and that's tough to do and accept and even become aware of. And that is always the first step is awareness because you're not aware of it. So that would be the first thing I would encourage people to do is pay attention to how you react Mm. to things. Pay attention to, you know, if you think you could be happier in your relationship, pay attention to how you guys are interacting with each other. 
if yeah. you aren't interacting with each other, like how is she talking to you? How is he talking to you? How are you talking to them? Um, and a lot of times it's, it's simply a mindset change. I don't think there's anything in life, whether it's achieving a grade, having a good relationship, achieving something in your sport or whatever you want to do or in your friendships, or if it's a business goal, I don't think there's anything that's unachievable um, from a mindset change. That's not to say that I'm going to go out and say, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to qualify for, you know, the Olympics in four years. Cause that's not realistic. It's not within my grasp, but things within your grasp. If I wanted to open my own business, I think I could do it. You know, yeah. it's everything that's in your, it's, from a mindset change and you can do it. You can change your mindset. You always can do it. And with the growth mindset, you're always becoming more growth oriented every day. And it always starts with awareness. I like that. That's so true. Yeah. So that's one way to apply it is to become more aware by paying attention. Yeah. Totally. What is, are there, what other ways are there on how you can cultivate or apply the growth mindset? Yeah, I think once you have awareness, there's different strategies that go into like positive reinforcement. So if if you're looking on your relationship, so I went through this with Jess, mm-hmm. um, and I've applied a lot of like the growth mindset to our relationship. So. I've paid a lot of attention to how I'm talking to her and how she's talking to me and how um, little things around the house or things like that don't matter as much anymore because it's not taken. If I, she, so let's say she likes to have the garbage taken out. If the Mm -hmm. garbage fills up, the dogs get into it. It gets everywhere and Mm -hmm. she just doesn't like it filled up. It's pretty much my job to make sure that doesn't happen. So. If prior, you know, two years ago, we've been dating for going on four years, two years ago, if I let this happen, it might kind of boil over and be a big deal Mm -hmm. if I let the garbage get up. So my reaction could easily be and have be very defensible, which it was. So I'd be like, well, I've been gone all day. The dogs are just, you know, she's a puppy, blah, 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 blah. She Mm -hmm. retaliates back and we're going back and forth about this stupid garbage thing. Mm-hmm. it's not the garbage. It's the fact that she wants the garbage taken out. I'm not doing it. So I'm not putting in effort and it feels disrespectful. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. So the moment, but we're not communicating that we might yes. not even be, even be aware of that. So it's just like this little thing. Like I'm just a lazy piece of shit who won't take the garbage out. And she's just a nagging over. She wants too much. Like it's just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and and that's not true. It's, yeah. It has nothing to do with that. So once you can communicate what it's really about, then you can move past that. So you have to have that growth mindset of she's not just being naggy. There's yeah. something else going on. I'm not just lazy. There's something it's, else going it's, on. It has nothing to do with the garbage. Has nothing to do with the garbage. Yeah. So now the garbage gets full and we're good. Because yes. it's not my the fact that it's full yeah. has nothing to do with me disrespecting her wants or needs around the house. Yeah. That's <laughs> this is funny because literally 
40 minutes ago, this happened. (laughs) And it was a stupid thing that triggered me. And I, I, I got home, Corey and I got home at the same time. Mm-hmm. I put the dishes away. I washed the dishes that were still dirty and put them in the drying rack. And then we started making dinner and he put a plate out on the countertop. I was making my dinner and I, you, I took his plate and used it as my own. <laughs> 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 and he, I went and sat down and he goes, did you take my plate? <laughs> and I kid you not, I got, I got so pissed, but when I get pissed, I shut down. <laughs> I've never seen you mad. Okay. Continue. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I shut down and I just got real quiet. My energy completely shifted because it has nothing to do with the plate. It has nothing to do with me taking his plate. I felt unappreciated. There was no... <laughs> Thank you for doing the dishes. Thank you for putting mm. the other dishes away. Right. It was, did you take my plate? Yeah. So I was, I wanted gratitude. I was missing gratitude, mm-hmm. but he, he's really good at what I call, or what you said about paying attention and bringing awareness to it. Mm-hmm. So he's good with pointing and calling. So he points it out and he calls it out. Mm-hmm. So he immediately was like, your energy just shifted. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty resistant to that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody is. So my response is nothing. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, and he can recognize that it's not fine. But like you said, it has nothing to do with the garbage. It has nothing to do with the plate because the plate is stupid. It was just a trigger for mm-hmm. me. And so it led to the deeper conversation of, I feel underappreciated when you don't express gratitude for me doing the dishes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't that feel silly to say? Yes. Like, it feels so small. Like, ugh, why am I making a big deal? Like, it is just dishes. You start to see it from their point of view. But yes. it's not because you're laughing about it now. And yeah, that's it's so, so much better than taking it with you to yes. bed or taking it with you to work or to your kids or to school. Like you would take that little thing and it would, you wouldn't even know what it is. It's just like this weird unknown seed that is just growing inside you Yeah, because of stupid little thing. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So call it out, call it out. Yeah. Call it out. And you can literally be as direct as what you just said. I don't feel I need, I have a need to feel appreciated when I do certain things around the house. You know, you can literally say that. And then if you have like a good partner, which Corey is and which me and Jess are good, then they'll understand it. They're not going to sit there and make fun of you like somebody on the internet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, All right. So yeah, what's next? Let's let's end with a little, little more, one more uh, snippet about growth. So I found this whole episode a lot of what i got this from was from a book uh called mindset mm-hmm. um by care or yeah carol dweck um the book has been around for a long time it's probably the most important book i've ever read in my life wow um it's yeah it was it's just it's super easy to read like short little chapter you know sections and it's each section is about you know relationships business 
just all the, how you can apply growth mindset, what it is in each one. But, um, in one of the chapters, she told a story. It's a true story, I guess. Um, but she just kind of referenced it, um, about Christopher Reeves in 1995 when he was tossed from his horse, uh, and broke his back. And this is the guy that played Superman back in, you know, the original Superman show in the whatever sixties, probably. Um, and his spinal cord was completely severed mm. from, I think from the neck down, he was paralyzed. He couldn't mm-hmm. move at all. Doctors told him basically, you know, there's no hope. You got to come to terms with this. You'll never walk again. You'll never move again. And Reeves basically said no. And he started a program uh, that used electrical stimulation on his muscles. So it just basically, so the nerves are still there in your muscle, but yet the brain isn't getting signals down. So you can, you know, use that muscle, but the nerves are still there. So the muscle can still fire. So electrical stimulation will fire those muscles and at least keep them active. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went on this really intensive program of this electrical stimulation, um, on these muscles and the doctors told him, you know, you're in denial and this is not good for your progress. We've seen it end really badly. And the program that you're doing with this stimulation is bad for you. But he, he thought, you know, what else am I doing with my time? I have nothing better to work on. I can't move. Why not? Yeah. So five years go by and uh, Christopher Reeves, he starts to regain movement. So it starts in his hands and his fingers, moves to his arms and then his toes and legs and eventually his torso. And he's not cured. Uh, I don't think he ever actually walked again, but the docs do, you know, brain scans and saw that his brain is sending signals to his body where they weren't before. And they've never seen this before. So it opened up a whole new, you know, discussion about spinal cord injuries and recovery, all because he was like, I'm not going to believe you. I'm not going to be fixed in this shell of a body. I'm still going to try to grow. I'm still going to try to do something. I have nothing better to do. Yeah. So that just takes me, thing makes me think like, if you have a goal, and it could be anything big or small, you know, obviously this is some of the worst of the worst being paralyzed, but if you have a, a goal, big or small, you should start with mindset. So start with trying to recognize things about that goal that are in your way that are in your control and from you, not outside things, because you can find excuses for outside things. Oh, I've never done CrossFit before. I can't do double unders, but I want to have, I have this weight loss goal. Mm-hmm. Like, become growth mindset oriented about it. And you're going to make a lot more leaps and bounds with that goal. The craziest part of that story. I mean, the whole story is pretty impactful, Mm -hmm. but the fact that he was doing that for five years until it started to pay off. Right. So the payoff was five years later and the persistence that he had that's nuts to me because mm-hmm. most people would have quit well before five months or even yeah. five weeks, you know? Five weeks, yeah. And they're not I mean, willing to put in that time. Yeah. For things that are way less important than yeah. moving again. Yes. Right. And I guess that it in his favor is like he had he literally probably didn't have anything else to do he can't move he probably just sit in his chair all day like 
and other people, we, we have, you know, different aspects of our life that can be distracting, but yeah, five years, if he could do that for five years to be hooked up to an electrical stimulation and trying to get his muscles to just freaking move yeah. and trying to get his body right. Like you can, you can do a lot. Like, so what else, what else are you doing with your time? Mm-hmm. You know, you can, it, I think it, it, mindset is the biggest, most impactful thing that you can cultivate to, you know, set yourself up for success. 100%. Yeah. We're always becoming. We're always becoming, Connor. Yeah. I'm, I like that. I'm becoming hungry for some cookies. <laughs> We we don't have cookies in our house right now. We did, but they are gone. You should go get some more. I thought you're having a cookie every day. We yeah, I do. Okay. We I ate the cookies that we had for the week already. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a heck of a week. It's been a heck of a week. Yeah. We uh we do have some dessert hummus. Oh, yeah, go for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that sounds yummy. Cool. Well, this was a heck of an episode. I really Growth mindset, man, I love it. It's changed my life. I'm super passionate about it. So thank you for talking about it with me. Yeah, this was fun. All right. Until next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode all the way back originally from January 10th, 2020. The episode number was 39, How to Cultivate a Growth Mindset. And now we're re-airing it here in 2022 to bring it back to you guys. A lot of really good information. We hope you enjoyed it. A book that we referenced a lot was Mindset by Carol Dweck. It's a great book. If you haven't read this book, I would definitely put it at the top of your list to read, to go through, because it, it really kind of changed the trajectory of our life. It's a great book. How many times am I going to say book in this outro? I don't know. The limit does not exist. We're going to be back next week with a fresh episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast, and we hope you're going to be here with us. And if not, hopefully you're doing something badass and cool in your life. So for John, we'll see you soon.